Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Well and Worthy podcast. I'm Sophia. It's good to see your face, whether virtually or not. Um, I'm doing a video option today, which is kind of crazy, very fun. Um, I get to look you all in the eyes. Um, I just figured I'd try it out because it's fun to see the face of the person who's talking. So I was like, you know what? Why have I not been doing this sooner? It's a little bit funny looking because usually when I record this, it's like with my headphones, like in my big old microphone, but I'm abroad. So here we are with my little mini TikTok microphone, Bluetooth connected to my recording platform, which is really fun and new and unique. Um, I have been a little bit MIA recently um, here back on the podcast um, for the next couple months because I'm stable. I'm in Buenos Aires, Argentina for like a solid two months finally, and I won't be bouncing all over the place. So I will be here to film constant um, content and be back with the podcast the way that I like to be. So it's good to be back, honestly. And I've I've just like, update wise, been really busy. We've been all over the place. Um, I got back from a month of just kind of traveling all over South America, which has been fabulous. I'm abroad here in Buenos Aires, like doing a study abroad. But I did kind of skip class for a couple months at this point now. <laughs> not fully skipping, but, you know, just not going as much as I should. Um, but I got to visit some really cool spots, the north parts of Argentina. Um, just got back from Rio de Janeiro last week. Um, just stuff that I have always dreamed about. So quite honestly, like where I've been is living the vision board doing the things that have been there, like, f that I've been dreaming of for a really long time. And so even though I don't have full-time access to the podcast, I would say it is worth it um, because it's fun to just, like, make these adventures and memories and learn things that I can continue to come talk about. And I don't know, the travels have been just very eye-opening. Everyone's always like, oh, study abroad is the time of your life, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, but they're right it is super awesome. I highly recommend it if you're in uni and uh, are on the fence. Do it, do it, do it. I think you will love it. Um, and yeah, my episodes, as always, will be gaining much of their insight from my personal experiences, my travel experiences, um, and always things that are on my heart or that I've learned, as you know by now. Um, welcome to the Well and Worthy podcast. If you haven't been here before, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm happy to just have this beautiful community of women who care about their health, who care about bettering themselves, who care about talking what's on their heart and talking about what's on their heart and talking about things that just make them passionate, make them light up inside. So that is what we stand for here. Um, I always appreciate you following the podcast, clicking the notification bell, giving us a little rating, checking us out on TikTok. And always, if you want, send me an email, stuff you want me to talk about. Leave your little commentaries and the little like Spotify review things. I, I just love hearing from everybody and hearing your thoughts and things you want me to talk about because it it does help me kind of develop where I want to be with the podcast. Um, so today's episode is truly, after all of my little updates, thank you for listening, um, I want to talk about doing hard things because it's been really on my brain recently. Um, after all of the travels, this is one of the biggest takeaways that I've had and I just felt like it, it's an important thing to talk about while we come to kind of the close of the semester while we're here, like, slowly finishing up our finals, coming to the last leg of the year, if you're in uni, or just coming towards summer and, like, reaching for, like, the, almost the climax of the year, sometimes it feels like, um, and this episode is going to be kind of about that inner warrior, 
that fighter inside that you need to often like tap into uh, in this life because at the end of the day, we all have shit that pours itself onto us and sometimes it can feel really, really overwhelming or, you know, crushing to constantly be dealing with those outside factors that are really overwhelming at times. We've all been there. Um, and I just want to dive into how to really cope with that and not just cope with that, but take that and become a stronger person and become the warrior that you can become from stuff like that. Um, the circumstances that are, you know, kind of far beyond our control, but that we're asked to deal with because we ask, we're asked to deal with that shit anyway. Um, whether it be dealing with grief or chronic illness or mental illness, cognitive dysfunction, you name it. There's so much crap that in this life we did not ask to deal with and that we have to learn to anyway because it's stuck onto our plate. And I'm not here to tell you like, oh, it all goes away, like toxic positivity episode. Like, mm -mm. no, we don't really do that because stuff that we're handed in this life is not necessarily just going to um, vanish. Uh, we have to remember every single human has a different cross that they're asked to bear, so to speak. Um, no two look the same. And that is, you know, my belief that the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, never hands you something that you cannot handle. All the time, all of the hard things that you're given are something that you can handle. That's my belief that you will always be able to bear the cross you're given. It's really funny as I'm recording this and holding the little microphone, my hand is like pulsing with pain. So there's an example of <laughs> the uh, chronic illness story that I'm kind of just going to talk about a little bit today. But, you know, you have an inherent strength about you that you're given that you must not forget about um, even when you feel weak because you have, you know, made it to this moment in your life. And if you're listening to this right now and if you need inspiration, just know that you have that inherent strength and it's there. Nothing would ever be handed to you that you're not able to handle. And you made it past so much shit and that is so impressive. So thank you for being here with me today. And this is just a little reminder that no matter, you know, what your cross is, no matter how overbearing it may seem in times, you made it past the hardest days of your life already, the ones that you've dealt with. And that's so fucking inspiring. So like you can keep pushing um, through anything, which I just, that was my little beginning of podcast episode reminder, um, because I wanted to use this episode to talk about doing hard things, to talk about dealing with those crosses and our relationship with the struggle, as well as self-discipline, with self-discipline and dealing with the struggle in this life. Because I know, <clears throat> sorry, you guys, I had bronchitis last week. <clears throat> it's been a struggle. I've been on antibiotics all week long and it is messing with my gut and stuff, but you know, we're, we're, we're recovering. That's how it is in another country, especially too, just like getting used to the germs and stuff has been a real thing, but with like self-discipline and dealing with all the rough things that might come at you, we're asked to find this precarious balance between self-grace and self-discipline all of the time. And that can be really challenging when to like knowing when to push ourselves, knowing when to give in and the balance between bumming out and doing nothing and burning out and how do we find that middle ground right and the little context that made me uh inspired to talk about this this week is I have psoriatic arthritis like I was telling y'all in my fingers holding this tiny microphone um and general like autoimmune symptoms I'm working currently to get them like fully diagnosed I am diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis um they're unsure if I have uh irritable bowel disease like Crohn's um 
but I have some really, really, really severe digestive issues. Um, and I have some like issues with my joints. So I've been asked to find the balance between listening to my body and pushing myself in general. Little things like drinking alcohol or going dancing or having ice cream are all tiny decisions that impact how my body functions and whether or not I can keep up with a lot of my peers on a daily basis, physically speaking. So even the mental battles of deciding whether or not to pour energy into understanding my body that day, listening to it, giving all of the energy or just, you know, take the tequila shot and enjoy my friends. Um, it's, it's a balancing act. It's a balancing act every single day. I'm constantly mathing, you know, it's like this little mathing in my head where I'm like, okay, if I have dairy now, or I go get French fries with my friends, like my joints will hurt because of it, which is really interesting. It's like an inflammatory response where if I have dairy, my bones hurt basically, but I'm always mathing being like, okay, if I get the ice cream now, like my joints will hurt. Um, and I can't dance later. So I would have to time when I have the alcohol to like when I want to dance, or if I don't remember my 17 supplements, my bloating might be so severe that I'm overthinking the skin tight dress or my pain is too sharp to wear the new corset top I just bought or whatever. And as much as I don't want to let it take up space in my brain, if I don't make some space to calculate, then I end up, you know, buckled over on the floor from pain or getting a fatigue spell that ruins my entire next week and my grades in school. So that is my story of the only, you know, partially diagnosed chronic illness I've been dealing with. Because um, the other part involves not even knowing exactly what's wrong with me, which is a whole other thing. And just using the fun little clues of, you know, fun little clues of debilitating pain to dictate little lifestyle choices that I make. Um, and the server constantly rolling their eyes if I'm at a restaurant, if I'm like, do you have any gluten and dairy free options? So don't don't be roasting those people who's asking about the gluten and dairy free sometimes it's not what you think they're not just like stuck up like people are going through stuff trying to deal with dietary restrictions and stuff like that so that's just kind of the chronic illness struggle that I've been dealing with officially now for about a year um and to be honest that is just a mini rant about how frustrating it can feel to live this way we all have our rants about all the different things that we have to live with and it can be really hard to not feel understood by other people in every element of the things that we're struggling with. For me, right, it's about finding that community. Um, I found it online. I found it with some of my relatives who have the same disease um, and people being like, I understand. I relate. I know it's a struggle. I know it is like a bit of a mental challenge to to just like constantly be doing that math and not being able to keep up with your peers in the same way. And this balancing act turns into this big overarching theme over time of when to rest or resist, basically, when my body is giving me pain warning signs. So I sit out that night with friends in Rio, or, you know, do I go out and live in pain? That's always the question. To what extent can I push it to the point where I don't go too far? Um, and how do I run my own life? You know, not letting these symptoms dictate the way I enjoy life, because even though even though the story may sound like niche and unique, most of us experience this balance in one way or another, whether it be the same kind of story as me with chronic illness or dealing with something physical, or like I mentioned, with our own crosses and generally with the general push and pull of the fun capitalist demands that we have to deal with in our daily life of, you know, 
productivity pressure and productivity fatigue in general. And with all this, it's that big question, like how do we learn how to manage this goddamn balancing act of pushing ourselves and knowing when to rest? How do we learn this balancing act? And how do we also find resilience when our lives might feel dictated by outside factors that we can't control? How do we find that resilience in times of, oh my God, I just cannot do this anymore. Like I am done. I am burned out. It's hard. And to begin, I kind of want to talk about the balancing act, resisting and resting, because it is such a struggle. I'm not going to tell you it's not a crazy, crazy show, crazy balancing act for every single one of us guys, because it is our brain's function. And this is proven by science. Multiple psychological studies show that our brains function to keep us in our comfort zones. Uh, This is a well-known fact by now. They want to keep us comfortable. They want to keep us safe. And, you know, this, I I originally learned this lesson from working out. This is a great way to, in my opinion, practice listening to your body versus your mind. Is it your body that's tired? You know, is it your muscles that are saying, please, I cannot work out today? Um, Or is it your brain just feeling lazy? You know what I mean? Is it your brain just being like, I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to push myself. Um, It's fundamentally learning how to tap into that inner measurement system that tells you where you're at. And I think that's the key to the balancing act a lot of the time. I think one of the best ways to do this and to tap into that inner kind of measurement system is to get really good at listening to your body. Because I personally think that listening to your body, it does so much, whether you're dealing with physical things or if you're just dealing with mental things, you get really in tune with how you're feeling in that moment, the difference between your psyche and also your physical well-being. And you also get really good at self-analysis, which is fundamental. You, You need to be there in order to kind of learn how to listen to yourself. One of the tactics I really recommend is yoga. Personally, I know it's annoying. I know it's annoying. I see it all over the place where it's like, do yoga, do yoga. It's like, we get it. Do yoga. Okay. Like, tell us one more time to do yoga and journal, Sophia. And I swear to God. Um, but I completely, I don't know. Yoga, it, it is worth the hype. Stretching, stuff like that. I know it's annoying because it's constantly plugged, but there's something about the somatic experience where you're like fully present with your body and listening to it and watching it move that can kind of tell you how your body's feeling and help you tap into your inner measurement system. And you can learn to differentiate like pain from fatigue and from fatigue from working hard on a physical level. Um, But basically what I mean by this is starting to work on things like so that you can get really present in your body so that you can learn to feel how your body is feeling and to recognize the different signals that it's sending you like I love that yoga can help teach me where I'm sore things like where I feel tight where I feel tense both literally and metaphorically um maybe I've been like holding too much stress in my shoulders or can help me recognize when I need a rest day from the gym or maybe when I need a mental health day like hmm where am I holding tension wow what's on my mind right now like am I really stressed out and I honestly think it's one of my favorite practices if you're just looking to try to understand your body a bit better get in touch with that difference between physical fatigue and laziness 
with my chronic illness stuff, I generally have to learn how to listen to my body and gauge, you know, whether or not it's the kind of pain that needs rest or the kind of pain where I can look it in the face and say, okay, right now I need to live with this and I'll deal with it later. Um, because at some point, if we laid in bed curled up every single time our brains told us to do that, we would never leave our beds. And that's just the truth. We're hardwired for comfort. And if we stay in bed every single time our brains told us so, we would never be able to mobilize. We'd never be able to do all the things that make us feel alive and all the things that, you know, make life worth living, dancing, jumping, singing, all of the stuff that, you know, it's important to being a human. So for that physical element, it's really about learning how to listen to your body and when to push it. And by working on things like somatic work, like yoga, there's also lots of other somatic um, techniques and practices. Basic things, like right now, while you're listening to this, I want you to take like a really deep breath in through your nose with me. Exhale it. You're here right now. Cool, right? I feel like we forget that. You're here right now. Whatever you're doing, folding laundry, completely watching this, driving the car, you're here right now. And it just helps us get in touch and be present. It's the same with, uh, you know, other somatic techniques, as well as meditation, um, mental techniques, journaling, all that good stuff. You'll be able to tap into your inner alert system that tells you when it is you need a rest and when you need to stop uh, versus when you need to keep going because that will fill your bucket more. And the same goes for mental discipline. All of this I'm using very metaphorically, if you can't tell, um, because a lot of the time it's really hard to mobilize ourselves to go write an essay because our brain wants to feel comfortable, wants to keep scrolling on TikTok, or it's happy with the dopamine that we're getting from our phones or Netflix shows, whatever. Um, and it doesn't want to push us because why would it want to feel uncomfortable? And again, it's really digging in there and looking at your brain as a part of your body. This helps me a lot. Like, okay, a brain, my brain is a part of my body. The same way I might look at my legs. Like my legs are sore from the gym yesterday, so they might need a rest and it might be time for an upper body day. If you look at your brain the same way, it's a biological vessel, i.e. like I've given it too much dopamine today. So my dopamine receptors are probably fried. It might be time for detox and to do something that helps me feel happy and reward my brain every 10 minutes say, with some more dopamine while studying, looking at it like, okay, how can I hack my brain? How can I view it as a biological vessel separate from me? Looking at the chemicals objectively and saying like, okay, obviously not all brains work the same. We have medical professionals to help us navigate mental illness always, but our brains are physical vessels that we sometimes need to take like an analytical outside approach to because this is how we stay in the driver's seat of discipline and perseverance analyzing kind of our behavioral cognitive physical patterns um as we would as if we were an outside observer and learning how to differentiate the need for rest um and the need for a break from kind of that automatic comfort setting that is our our natural factory setting um and as we get good at learning our body's cues through things like yoga, through mindfulness practices, um, through things, if you practice prayer, just stepping back, and this can be prayer religiously, this can be maybe just talking to yourself, like, hey, Sophia, how are you doing right now? How are you feeling? What, what do you need? What is your brain telling you? What is your body telling you? Differentiating and becoming that outside observer, rather than just being a slave to our dopamine receptors and picking up bad habits that help our brain stay comfortable, we're able to step on the outside 
see what our brain needs and find a way to address that that still meets our short-term and long-term goals. So overall, to find a balance, we have to look at our brains and our bodies as an outside observer, practice mindfulness, basically, <laughs> um, which I feel like I say in every episode. Sorry if I sound like a broken record, but somehow, somehow, mindfulness seems to relate to every single thing we talk about, which might prove that mindfulness is important. Um, but asking them what they need and also asking our future self, like, hey, what would you like me to do in this moment? And having the two meet in a realistic spot in the middle. What my brain and body needs, what my future self needs, have them meet somewhere in the middle where they can mutually agree <laughs> and move forward. Um, what I mean, for example, like looking at my thoughts, understanding, okay, maybe I'm in a depressive funk today, for example. What does my brain need? It needs some serotonin, maybe some oxytocin, the chemicals to make it happy, but what does it need? Um, what, like, in terms of that, and then what doesn't it need are things to make my depressive funk worse. Um, for example, for me, I've learned that that includes spending way too much time on TikTok and having that icky feeling after, or self-isolating, and how can I meet somewhere in the middle? Because at the same time, it's really difficult for me um, for what my brain and body needs, and my future self, what would she want? She would want me to be happy. She would want me to be working on my goals. I know I'll let myself feel my feelings first because that's what I need in this moment. And then I'll go on a walk. Those two things combine with what my brain and body need as well as my future self um, and taking into account my body. She's feeling stiff and uncomfortable from laying around all day. She needs movement. But for example, maybe I'm having a severe joint pain flare up and I'm in my luteal phase um, of my cycle. So lifting at the gym is probably not a good idea. The walk will definitely help my body as well. So it's good for my brain. It's good for my body. My future self, what would she want out of this day? You know, my highest self has goals that include working on my fitness, bettering my mental health, working on my podcast, etc. Um, but maybe some of those goals are really too high for today. So meeting in the middle, right? Um, that might mean I can't work on my podcast today. Um, but instead of doing things like, you know, scrolling on TikTok um, that instantly help my dopamine receptors. Maybe I can do the walk and add in some Pilates uh, because that will help me toward my fitness goals, pushing myself a little bit outside my comfort zone to do something that will help my future self as well. And also will help me avoid immediate joint pain, which is always good. Um, but just like being honest with myself and meeting in the middle, this is how I personally have been relearning the balancing acts that is discipline and rest the dichotomy that we're constantly going to be asked to deal with the rest of our lives, especially in a capitalist society that's plugging to us constant quick dopamine fixes and that also is expecting us to be productive 24-7. It's, it's a balancing act. So just as the balancing act asks, let's let ourselves meet somewhere in the middle, somewhere that combines our body's needs, our brain's needs, and our future selves' needs in a realistic and kind way. And, you know, I just because I have chronic illness, that doesn't make it much different. It may take a different form, but we're all asked to do this when it comes to just the basic things. Like right now, like finishing our final exams versus scrolling on our phones, working on our dream career, or journaling for our mental health. Like, it's a balancing act of learning how to listen to yourself while also working to better yourself.
and you're probably like okay that's all well and good but how do we find the mental resilience to do this shit when we feel occasionally like completely powerless like you you might be like okay Sophia thanks but no thanks if I'm in a depressive funk I'm in my bed I cannot move and like sometimes it feels out of our control like what I'm talking about is the step two right because all this stuff is such an obvious step two like sometimes we do really feel powerless sometimes it does feel like something we have no say in and I totally know that feeling I know you know it's that feeling of utter exhaustion when there's like constant things beating down on you not feeling that we know you know like anything or that we feeling like we can't defeat that burnout or that we're just pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves and burning out then once we're stuck in the burnout phase sometimes pulling ourselves out can seem too hard um I've been there. I know that struggle because I know it's not as simple as saying, okay, well, just focusing on this balancing act every day, like, and you'll be fine. Because I know that this act can be a lot and it can be overwhelming at times. And finding the resilience for moments when it's hard is something we need to find within ourselves as well, because the outside world obviously isn't giving it to us. Um, the little story that inspired this this episode, full disclosure, um, it came from my travels like recently in Patagonia. I went to the Patagonia region to go hiking with some friends and we did all the stuff I've always wanted to do, right? Like stay at the hostel and like listen to lumineers while you like climb mountains and do cool stuff. And it was wonderful. Um, but we did this hike, Mount, Fitz- Mount Fitzroy, um, in, um, one of the, uh, locations in Patagonia and going up that mountain we woke up super early I had no idea really what was in store for us it turns out that we were going to be hiking it was around 21 miles in a day um it was quite literally the hardest thing I've ever done physically um and we woke up super super early we got off the mountain at like 11 p.m when it was dark it was this crazy gnarly genuinely steep hike up a mountain, like up an entire vertical mountain where I could see the bottom and the top. And I have not done anything that physically demanding in my life. So when I got there and when I was doing it, I was climbing with my friends. Obviously we're huffing, we're puffing. We start optimistic. (laughs) We're really struggling to the point where it was like, this is hard, like really hard. And I had taken two leaves before this. Like, I don't usually take pain medication. I like to try, like, holistic um, solutions beforehand. But I was like, I already know this is going to be hard. And even on two leaves, I was dying, you guys. Like, my joints felt like this, like, pulsing fire feeling. My arthritis was not having it. My body was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, your knees are crying, Sophia. Like, outside of the normal exhaustion of it was the fact that I did have the chronic illness stuff to deal with and I just felt I've never felt that much like physical pain um and there was a point in there where I stopped and I was just like overcome with tears and I was crying I was like this is so fucking painful like what am I doing here my body my brain is yelling at me And I almost just like, it was almost like I shook myself by my shoulders and was like, you can fucking do this. Like you're doing this and you're going to make yourself proud and you're going to push. And I know that it hurts, but you're going to push. And even though you're crying, 
that's okay. Even though everyone on this mountain who's trying this with you can see you crying, that's okay. Let yourself cry and keep going. And it was just a really powerful thing to say to myself. Um, and so I pushed, I pushed, I pushed, I made it up the mountain. Feels like such a metaphor, but at the top, my friends and I, we all hugged, we were like crying and we were like, we did it, we did it. And in that particular moment, I didn't feel like doing the balancing act. I felt like living. I just felt like living. And I knew my body was screaming to stop, but I did not want to stop. So I wanted to make it to the top. I wanted to see the view. And I, I knew that this kind of thing was out of my control. I couldn't control the external factor of the pain that was going to prevent me from doing this thing that I've always wanted. So honestly, sometimes, you know, to find the perseverance when the external factors seem too much, you just need to remind yourself that you can do hard things. And I know that it can sound like the most basic advice, like to give anyone, like you can do hard things. But sometimes, I don't know, I feel like I just need the reminder that like, just because it's hard, that doesn't mean that I can't do it. Just because maybe my body doesn't want to at times, like sometimes when we want to push ourselves and when we need to push ourselves and when it would fill our cup more to push ourselves, we need to remind ourselves that we can. That is the virtue of being human. We are able to push beyond those limits of our physical body sometimes and we are able to overcome those little hardships that we've been given because never in this world are we given something that we cannot handle and I don't know just to remind ourselves that like we can do hard things and we're allowed to dip on either side of the balancing scale to help us find our way back to the middle because when that balancing act feels like it's too much you're allowed to dip you're allowed to dip on either side I don't know if you needed to hear this today but you're allowed to dip if it means taking a motherfucking break and telling everyone fuck off I need to rest take your break and doing nothing for a second, do that if that's what you need to do. If it means doing everything for a second, climbing the mountain, feeling the fiery pain, even though you know it'll knock you down the next many days and maybe you'll get bronchitis the next week, um, then do it. Because sometimes in order to find the perseverance to continue the balancing act, you have to let yourself live in the extremes and don't feel guilty about it. I know we live in a world where it's packaged and produced and sold to us to be in the middle, to be the healthy girl who has everything balanced all the time, the doing a little bit of both, going out, working out, um, having fun with your friends, having solo time, like resting and recharging, but grinding on your career aspirations. We're human. We, we can't always stay in the middle. So just in case you needed to hear that today, you're allowed to dip. Nobody is judging you, except for the capitalist society that's trying to sell you this image of perfection on a platter that doesn't exist. None of us are perfect. We're all just trying our best. And that's the point of this community here. That's the point of wellness. If anyone's telling you anything differently, um, please, please leave that toxic mindset behind and leave those communities behind because nothing exists that is perfect. And that especially more than anything includes wellness and aspirations towards it. Um, and in my opinion, that's the biggest thing, like just not feeling guilty about it. Because if you're trying to find the motivation and perseverance to finish your final essay after you already wrote, you know, five and you can tell there's nothing left in you and there's no more balancing act left, sleep a little, take a social break, 
Um, whatever. If you need a fucking break, dare I say, take it. Literally, dare I say. Um, send the email that your essay is going to be late and go on the weekend trip. It's okay to dip into the extremes every once in a while because that's how we recalibrate. And I needed to climb that mountain to remind me that I can do hard things. I am not just my pain. I can push through the little things that are out of my control in order to enjoy. And when it's all said and done, that will give me the strength and the perseverance that I need to return to the balancing act that serves me so well. Because the truth is, and I'm sure you all know if you're listening to this, we can't live in extremes. It it doesn't work. Um, we can't be stuck in the bum out or stuck in the burnout and do it well or be happy. Um, but we can't, you know, constantly be doing nothing or always doing everything because it doesn't work. Um, it doesn't work out for you. If you don't believe me, give it a try. See how it goes. Um, I guarantee it'll end in burnout or depression. Um, but we are humans. We are yin and yang. We are made as a balance. And in the same way, we are made to find patience within ourselves and to make room for the extremes that make us understand that we are really alive and you can do hard things. You're, you're allowed to do hard things and you're allowed to also do nothing. So I hope this was advice that maybe you needed to hear today. It's advice that I needed to hear uh, today and always, and um, there is space for both. So this is just a reminder that there is space for both. And um, that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, sticking around. Um, if you like this podcast, make sure to give us a little review on Spotify. Uh, go follow our TikTok, shoot me an email, leave a review. And of course, just hang around for more. I'm so excited next week. We are going to have um, an astrology interview with a wonderful friend that I've met here who knows her shit about the stars. I've been wanting to do some astrology stuff for a while, um, but I really wanted to get you guys someone professional who knows knows their stuff. This girl does it all the time. Um, part of her career, she does it. So um, I think it'll be a really exciting episode and help us kind of, for those of you who are into the stars or maybe are just curious and want to see like what actually is astrology outside of just like, oh, your horoscope. <laughs> like, um, Come stick around, uh, see, see uh, if you like it. And I will also be putting out more affirmation episodes, so stay tuned for those. I was thinking of doing one in relation to this and doing hard things. So let me know what you think in the little poll that I put down below, um, what kinds of affirmations you guys would like to hear. And as always, I'm so grateful for every single one of you. Please take care, and I will see you next week. Ciao for now!